let's get down to business. Does everyone have the conference call number? You are about to enter a world that blurs the line between fact and fiction, where truth is clouded by imagination. Five stories, some are real, some are fake. Join us as we play along with a television cult classic and go beyond, beyond belief. Hello and welcome to Beyond Beyond Belief, episode number 16. I'm Jesse Chapman. Joining me are my co-hosts, Chris Newth. Hey, guys. Kyle Maddock. That's a fact. Tiffany Persifka. Hey there. And Mark Wahlberg. Hello. In the late 90s, there was a TV show called Beyond Belief Factor Fiction, which featured five stories that defied explanation, but only some of those stories actually happened. At the end of the show, they would tell us which ones were based on real events and which were completely made up. Each week on our podcast, we watch an episode of that old 90s show, and we make our own predictions before we find out the truth. And you don't even have to know about Beyond Belief. If you like strange stories, you will like this show. When you do this narration in the beginning, it kind of sounds like Omek from Legends of the Hidden Temple telling me things. Oh my God. Contestants. There you go. There are a few things. I just remember the, the, it was like a very Muppety mouth, right? It was like, it would just open and close, kind of like Star Fox 64. Fox, look out! And it was just like flapping. Barrel roll, barrel roll. Do a barrel roll. And it's not connected. The mouth is just going up and down. I don't know if they said barrel roll. I remember Falco was the, just an, an asshole to Fox. I don't know if you remember yeah, this. Yeah, he always is. Yeah, lame shot, Fox. That's because yeah. he was cool. He was, he, nice. was, he, was cool. he was very jealous. He's a cool guy. You know, it's weird. This this whole episode, I it was the first time, I think, that I didn't take any notes. And so I don't have in front of me my guesses on what's fact or what's fiction. I'm kind of just living in the moment of but this But you you're doing that just to kind of just see if it gives yeah. you a different strategy. I want to see if I, you know, I always consistently making 60% and I just want to change Rub it up it, and see what happens. Yeah. In over there. Jesus. I'm consistently just, you know, doing better than a lot of you guys. Yeah, and I just wanted to give you guys a chance by not taking notes. <laughs> yeah. I'll thanks, give you a handicap. Yeah. Are you feeling naked over there without your notes? Uh, a little bit. You should you also have, just put some clothes on. Yeah, I should. Do you it's have, really inappropriate. Yeah, really and I'm very uncomfortable. In Absolutely. your intro, you said people who like strange stories. Oh, yeah. But what about people who like strange stories about animals? This Our second theme of animal stories. <laughs> We've had a theme before, Chris? Well, we had the uh, Friday the 13th theme, and this is our oh, second the, one, yeah, right? That, that one didn't hold water. No, mm-hmm. it didn't. No, um, I could yeah. say this was the first one with all five stories that were accurate to the theme. Some felt yeah. a little forced. <laughs> was that the Almac laugh? <laughs> that was Count Count Dracula? Count Dracula. Oh, yeah. No, the yeah. Count from the... From Sesame Street. One. (laughs) Chris used to watch a a German version of Sesame Street where they actually had Count Dracula. (laughs) (laughs) That goes for us. It was scary. One dead rat. Yeah. (laughs) Two dead rats. And blood always dripped from his mouth. And he fucked bats. Story number one. <laughs> yeah, let's what? go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> on live <laughs> television for children. Moving on. All right, please, let's go to the first story. <laughs> let's do it, guys. Let's dive into today's stories. The first story is called The Motorcycle. Oh, hi, Mom. Uh, you haven't sold that Harley yet, have you? No, I didn't sell it yet. Why, you got an offer? Sure do. Are you sitting down? Two million dollars? Wait, why would somebody pay that much money for this motorcycle? Oh, they told me to tell you, be sure and look under the seat. 
did anyone else notice that this is the same horse farm set as in the Count Mystery episode, the Psychic Horse episode? I was thinking that when it came on. Did I was you like, notice that? I was like, guys, I think we've seen. The- oh no, this isn't. <laughs> it probably what they probably I mean, filmed these back to back. That's true. They're Count, trying to save money. Count Mystery is magical, man. He can do anything. He wants. Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> yeah, that's what he sounded like. Yep, exactly, <laughs> Kyle. What happened in this story? So. There was a grandfather who died, and he left his ranch and a lone horse to his grandson. And this horse, Nugget, gets out of his pen and leads this grandson to an old Harley Davidson in the barn that they didn't know was there. Well, uh, so the grandson talks to some people, and there's this one guy who's like, oh, I'll give you like $1,500, and ends up going all the way to $10,000. Trying to lowball him. Trying to lowball him, yeah. And so it's a little weird. And so they researched the bike and came back that Jay Leno wanted to buy this bike for $2 million because it was the bike that Elvis had gifted to Priscilla. Yeah, they used the serial number from the bike and Mm -hmm. tracked it down. So this story is saying... Is it possible that a horse knew that this motorcycle was worth a lot of money and kind of like, there was a moment in the story where the guy shows up and he's like, all right, I got the $15,000. And then the horse- Oh yeah, the horse neighs. He's like, and he goes, whoa. And then the phone rings and he's like, hold on, before I take that check, let me go pick up this phone. Had that horse not, you know, interrupted us, I might've taken the 15,000 and (laughs) lost- The horse not made a random noise. I might've missed out on this. I thought it was also, is the horse somehow connected or is there some sort of connection with the dead grand? father who's right. trying to help the son so talking through the horse or yeah there's like a little ghostly element potentially or spiritual element with the horse oh chris that, how do you I feel can't about that tell. i couldn't tell because this one it, it's very strange we're talking about essentially a horse could do those things that we saw the horse do right so what is yeah. the yeah the horse could have led him to the motorcycle because maybe there was some food in that yeah. area or whatnot and he's just like hanging it out it just feels like coinc- pure coincidence to me there was yeah. a what a peanut butter and jelly sandwich that's what Elvis likes, right? Oh, right. oh it's, it's a banana. peanut butter oh, banana. banana. Peanut butter. Yeah. Okay, there we go. The the name dropping. What oh. do you take from that? Jay Leno, Elvis. I mean, exactly. like, it, I believe it more. Does that make you it. believe it more? So totally. We have been tricked before, though. I will say, and there was something about. So I had actually never heard of this motorcycle that Elvis gave Priscilla that you know no one's ever found. But a part of me also thought, like, is this like urban legend of this motorcycle? Did the writers just kind of take that and like run with it? Because mm. normally the Jay Leno thing or the name dropping makes me feel like, oh, it like, gives it more weight. But this time it just felt very forced and arbitrary and silly. And it made me think mm. it was fiction more so. I was like, oh, yeah, because he's the only celebrity that like is known for that sort that of thing. So they, I'll name a celebrity, though. Christopher Titus. He's the first, oh, yes. I yes. think, big celebrity that the show has featured, like a bigger name. Well, we right? had, um, what was the guy from the funeral home episode in season one? That, that was Christian yes. Olsen? Oh, yeah. Eric Christian Olsen. We got Olsen. an Eric yeah. Christian Olsen in there. Okay, sure. <laughs> Christopher Titus was absolutely in the episode, and his show was on Fox during the same time it was on from 2000 to 2002. Did anyone watch his show? Oh, yeah. I loved it. I was a huge fan. It was actually really funny. I don't remember that part. It was funny. <laughs> like, if I, I don't know. I was a kid, so. Yeah, no, remember. it was really good. I just remember him sitting in an empty room with a single chair. Yeah, that's how, he, it was like his basement? And that's how he would talk to the audience. Yeah, right? it was very it was very ahead of its time, honestly. I had those episodes on DVD. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and move on to predictions, everybody. Fact or fiction? First up, Chris, what do you think? I think it's just coincidence. I'm going to go fact. Tiffany, fact or fiction? Just for what I said before, there's something that felt kind of arbitrary about the name drop that actually threw me off for whatever reason. So, fiction. All right, I'll go next. 
I guess really what we're asking, is it possible that a guy found an old bike that was Elvis's bike? That's really what it boils yeah. down mm-hmm. to. Yeah, fact. Mm-hmm. Mark, what do you think? Yeah, I think it is possible that a guy found a motorcycle that belonged to Elvis in his farm. And maybe the horse, yeah, coincidentally just like knocked over something and revealed the motorcycle. Anyways, it's fact. It's fact. Kyle. Did a guy find a motorcycle that belonged to Elvis Presley and then a collector wanted to buy it for a lot of money? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the last time I think we had name dropping was John Wilkes Booth, as far as I remember. And that story was true, <laughs> if I'm not so mistaken. That's foolproof logic so right I there. Mean, yeah. yeah, when we've had real names, they've been true. Well, are they going to make a fictitious story about a real life person? We have been tricked before. I There was definitely... Well, has was there, Hud- has there been a false story? Yeah, remember Houdini? Like the Houdini... Oh. Oh, or no. You know what? I feel like we can't oh, always Oh, Tiffany, try. are you getting a, a premonition yeah, I think from the future? Right. Let's go ahead and let everyone know. We've all logged our predictions. Tiffany, you think it's fiction. We all think it's fact. But the other thing we do is we flip a coin. What is a coin going to predict? Random chance. Can we beat it by the end of the episode? Heads is fact. Tails is fiction. <laughs> Heads. Fact. That was the worst catch I, I've ever seen. Wow, Don't I worry about it. The people at home can't see me <laughs> stumble through every but, coin but they flip. they know, thanks to me. So, and he l- took pictures, too, and he's going to post it on the website? Uh, Mark, don't accept any uh, pictures that Kyle sends you for the show notes. Damn it. Okay, guys. Is the story fact? Is it fiction? We've all logged our predictions. The answer is... Gonna be revealed at the end of the podcast. You gotta stick around for the end of the podcast. Oh, that's the energy that Jesse was talking about. <laughs> yeah, I want, I want the high energy, uh, you know, fun time sounding. Yep. Stick around. We'll tell you if it's fact or fiction, along with all of the rest of the stories at the end of the show. Let's go ahead and move on to story number two, which is called Blind Man's Dog. You know, I don't Whoa. think Priscilla was his wife. I think it was his daughter. I was wondering that, too. No. Did we say wife? We said wife. Yeah, Mark said wife. I, I thought it was mine. That's creepy. Lloyd, I'm getting a lot of complaints. You, you, you're going to have to keep Buff quiet. My husband and I can't sleep with that dog howling like that. I don't know what's gotten into it. Early the next morning, Rick made a horrifying discovery. The tenant in apartment 1B hanged himself in his bathroom. Exactly one hour after Lloyd's dog stopped howling. It was a little depressing to be honest. It was, sad. Well, it was scary. It was, it was really sad. There was an amazing special effect. A la the Matrix. I, was, I, I wrote down <laughs> Matrix effect. I wrote down bullet time, and that is what it's called. Yeah, Mark, what happened in this story? So there's this old man who's blind, and he has his seeing eye dog named Buff, and they both live in this apartment. And then one night, Buff in the middle of the night starts howling, and everyone in the apartment's kind of annoyed because it's really loud. But then someone in the apartment commits suicide. And then the next night, Buff howls again, and an hour later, somebody else dies. And so on and off, this happens for about a month or so. And then everyone's like, we got to get this old man and Buff out of the apartment. And then the old man's like, you know, it's fine, I'm going to leave. And as he's leaving, the dog howls one last time. And then we find out later that as he was walking down the street, him and his dog were hit by a bus. But in the moment that he was hit by the bus, there's a really cool special effect. So it was kind of all worth Yeah, it kind of like freezes and yeah. then rotates around him. It rotates around him. It rotates like two feet to the yeah. left. Yeah, it's not <laughs> as impressive. I'm not saying it's as impressive as the Matrix. It's it, about it's 15 degrees rotation. It's definitely it kind inspired. of reminded me of the street view and like Google Earth when like kind of go. Yeah, <laughs> exactly what it was. Because it was like a little similar. like gelatinous quality yeah. to it. Yeah. yeah it and just so okay, everyone okay. can picture it, the freeze frame is the man on the street with some birds around him. And then it reveals that there's a bus that's about to hit him. And yeah, that's, that's the bus dies. that kills him. So this story is asking us, 
Is it possible that a dog could basically predict the death of all these mm-hmm. people in the in the building? A lot of people died in this apartment complex. Yeah, yeah it wasn't even an oh. old folks' home either. Yeah. Well, yeah. so speaking of old folks' home, have you guys heard of cats in retirement homes predicting who's dying? Yeah, yeah. they'll like, yeah. go and they'll like sleep they'll on somebody. Yeah, like sleep on the chest of somebody who's about Isn't to die. Isn't it like the heat releasing or something like exactly. that? Exactly. So that's the theory. So like, as people die, they actually get warm. People were like, oh, the cats are predicting who's going to die next. No, that the people were just warm and the cats were laying <laughs> on like, the people that were kind of nice. dying. Or, so, yeah. like dead or with a hundred rooms and the cats, yeah, they how did they sense that someone's warmer from the other room? They'll, they Maybe there's something there. Maybe a cat did sense something. Maybe the cat did sense something. Or think- you have cats of your own and you know that they just <gasps> find the warm spots in the house. That does explain well, why they're always near me and not you. Well, animals have different oh, abilities. Wow. Like dogs are able to smell things that humans can't. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There's they they they, they, yeah. they can detect earthquakes a lot of times. Earlier, they can smell a disease. There's dogs yeah. that have been trained to smell disease. So this is like interesting. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the first death in this story is a suicide because the dog was howling all night. Right. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he couldn't like, get to Shut sleep. the goddamn dog up. <laughs> yeah, and then he hangs himself. Can't take it. But a dog can't smell. An impending suicide. Yeah. So here's my thing. I do believe that animals have a sense of intuition and pick up things that we don't pick up. That's undeniable. A death sense. But here's my problem with this story, and I don't I don't believe this story. And I think the thing that bumps me the most is that it's always an hour after the dog howls that something happens. And it's just a weird thing. Like, say that the dog howls and that day maybe someone dies. Could the kernel of this be that the dog howled maybe like twice in two different times and like a person died that night? And on top of that, my thought was how many times did the dog howl and no one died? Like, there's probably definitely moments. This is like confirmation bias. It's like in hindsight, when this story is being told, it's like, Guys, every time that dog howled, someone died. And realistically, there was another episode, like the Rose Garden episode. It's like she goes out into the Rose Garden, and every time she's out there, she has a psychic vision. And it's like, probably some of those predictions never came true. But you remember the hits, you forget the misses. Especially because they lived there for a bit, this man and his dog. So you like, I guess this happened to start happening at this given time. But of all the years they lived there, the dog probably howled. Let me tell you what really freaks me out is when our cat sits in a corner and just stares at the wall for yeah 20 minutes and you're what, are they, and you're, what, what dimension are, you looking? are they looking into yeah. <laughs> it's terrifying it, it was it's horrifying that's a beyond belief in and of itself let's go ahead and move on to predictions fact or fiction first up tiffany what do you think did this dog predict the deaths of these people this really pulled at my heartstrings it was really dark but there's a part of me that weirdly i was just i don't know like it was very sad and like heartfelt in a way. Um, I'm going to randomly go true and I don't really have a good reason why. All right. For me, this boils down to people die, dogs howl. And mm. I think that it could have just happened to be that people remembered the times it worked and, and forgot the times it didn't. Yeah. So I'm going fact on that one. Mark. It's just so writery. But I'm looking at the other episodes. And I just I know. Know. That's what I did. Yeah. I literally, I just looked down the way and I'm like, <laughs> no, nope, there's some it. fictions coming up. <laughs> well, we'll have to Spoiler talk about alert. those. But that's what I'm thinking. I don't know if those are going to be fictions. Uh, I'll go fact. All right. Thanks, Mark. Kyle. Do I believe that a dog howled in an apartment building and they kicked a the guy out <laughs> and then there were dead people around in a giant city? <laughs> yes, of course. Fact. <laughs> we are forgetting, though, that the guy dies in the end. That's a big part that we're... Honestly, now that I think about it, that is kind of a suicide mission for the dog. The dog must have seen the truck. Dogs don't yeah. not see trucks. The dog was like, it's time. And then just 
brought him right into the oncoming traffic. Oh, Jesus Maybe Christ. Maybe he was howling for his own day. <laughs> Chris, factor fiction. You know, I just don't, I don't buy the hour thing, so I'm going to go, I'm going to go fiction. A little too convenient that it was always one hour ahead. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to flip a coin. Fiction for the coin. Ooh, with All right, Chris. guys, we've all made our predictions. Let's go ahead to the next story, which is called Deer Hunters. Oh, oh, mama, I got me a buck. Now, you hear that? Those are drums. Yeah, they're drums. So what? So what? Is, so who the hell's playing them? I don't know. And I don't care. But I got my dude. He's laying up there dead somewhere. And I'm going to get him. This story is called Deer Hunters, but it is a sequel to the 1978 Robert De Niro film, The Deer Hunter. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Mm. Um, it's an incredible, you know, I was a little disappointed that De Niro or uh, I know Meryl Streep was in that movie as well. Yeah, Neither of Walken, them. There were no, no reprises it. of those roles. Yeah, but it was great. Yeah, it's just the, the acting was. I think the soundtrack in the story was also done by Deer Hunters. No, like actual people who hunt deers. No, brown, no, that's brown. that's a band. It is. It is. Yeah. And it and it and has Robert De Niro and Meryl Streep in it. They're incredible. There's also a band called The Deer Hunter, which is different. Than- it is different. It's a different band, but it also has Robert De Niro sure. and, and Meryl, Meryl Streep. What about what about the band Deer Hoof? Yeah, that is uh, Robert De Niro, Robert De Niro and, 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 and Meryl Streep. They have a lot of these deer-based what happened in the story? Yeah, let me just go into that. <laughs> <laughs> so it is about deer hunters. These two guys, they're not having a lot of luck. And so one of them decides he's going to break into uh, Indian burial ground to go hunting there. And then they start hearing this drumming noise. And it starts really freaking the second guy out. He's like, we shouldn't be here. This isn't right. This is sacred ground. While the other guy is like, well, screw that. Like, I want to find a deer. And then the main guy sees a deer. And he's like, oh, I got it. So he shoots it. He thinks he's killed it. And then his friend's like, no. No, we got to get out of here. So they leave, they're driving away. And then all of a sudden a deer shows up in the middle of the road. And he's all like, well, I'm going to get this one too. And so he drives off the road trying to hit this deer cut to right after this car accident and that guy has been killed in the car accident and his friend is talking to a police officer and they're like oh by the way, the deer that you guys hit actually wasn't killed by the car crash. It was killed by an arrow. It was like an ancient Indian arrow. And so he's like, oh, let me go show you. They go back and the deer is gone. But the Um, arrow is still there. But the arrow is there. The Indian arrow. So this story is asking us to believe, is it possible that... That you could say Indian and not Native American and not be offensive. But isn't that what the guy said? I mean, that's what they said. So I can go back and redo it. This was the 90s, you know? It wasn't a burial ground, right? It was just a reservation. Yeah, it was just a reservation. It wasn't like Pet cemetery. It was like a a fenced off... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The core meat of this story here is, is it possible that sacred ground essentially protected itself or like forced not people. so much protected as in gut revenge yeah, yeah that's true yeah yeah, yeah. you know like 80 percent of this is so believable like a couple deer hunters go on to indian reservation and they shoot a deer and then they get in their car and a deer pops up in a row they get into an accident and one of them dies yes like, that is all so believable because it's not that weird well, but it's the, you know? the ancient arrow. I, we're, I'm assuming they saw the dead deer with the ancient arrow, and then the deer was gone. Yeah, so that's I think, what the guy says. Yeah, it's literally, so it's because everything up until that point, easily explainable, but that one part, and it's also through a police officer, so we have a more reputable yeah. source, you know, sharing this part of the information. I guess it goes back to how much of the story is. Yeah, but they couldn't. Like a factual story, how much is. Could that they couldn't be the have so much story and then just add a little like, oh, That'd yeah, be a the, bit much. Well, I'm curious about the deer. The deer was dead the whole time. This is the deer, the deer was dead the whole time. 
whole time. It totally is. Totally a <laughs> yep. dead the whole time situation. I I don't know about the ancient thing because I thought the story was that he had shot at this deer, missed, and presumably hit something, and it wasn't the deer, and that's what his friend was worrying about. So this could have just been a tribe a Native American tribe that was there that was seeking revenge on the guy who There's really no them. evidence, though, in the episode that there is an active tribe anywhere. I think that well, you're right in a way because they shot the arrow. One guy was like, I killed the deer. And the other guy's like, no, you totally missed the deer. But that kind of just goes away and we <laughs> yeah. don't ever reference that again. You hit one of those kids playing the drums. Well, yeah, the guy like hears the drums. The one guy's like, do you hear those drums? And then the guy's like, yeah, drums. So what? So what? <laughs> like, what? Um, let's dive into predictions. We might as well. I think we're kind of there. Are we? I'm scared. I don't know I what to do. Nah. Chris, why don't you go first? <laughs> Fact or fiction? I'm on the fence that those guys blew right through. I don't know. You know, I just don't have a strong feeling either way about this one. Fiction? <laughs> Thank you, sir. Kyle. Even though so much of it is believable, I feel like it was an easy write for the writers, and there was this weird twist at the end where they tried to make something fantastic. I'm going fiction. Mark. Yeah, this one was just really dumb. Something also kind of <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany. I'm actually very torn. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go fiction. But now, if it is fact, mm, I save myself, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I thought that too. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the thing that you said about the authorities being there, yeah, that makes it even more unlikely that a police officer witnessed the deer and then it disappeared. Fiction. <laughs> yeah. Fiction, fiction, fiction. Let's go ahead and flip a coin. Fiction. Oh. Fiction, fiction, fiction. Yeah. So we are all in agreement on this story. Let's go ahead and move on to the fourth story of today's episode, Tribal Curse. Boom, 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 boom. That's okay. just an oil can. Guys, That's is that drums? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you have broken our trust. You say you come here to study, but you are only interested in my granddaughter. She's just helping me understand your ways, that's all it is. I see no love in your heart for Trula. I warn you, stay away. We got a coming up next again, you guys. Coming up next on Beyond Belief. Here's 20 seconds of the most important part of this yeah. story yeah. and just spoil it for it's you. It's when they, they're they low on time and they need to buff it up. You That's know, a good theory. Bumper. That's a good theory. You're probably right about that. And it seems kind of random. Chris, this is your story. What happened? Yeah, uh, this one's about a tribe, um, some kind of native tribe. <laughs> and a you curse. Very interested in this. <laughs> He's annoyed he got, the, he got the... And there's this uh, graduate student who's doing a thesis on the tribe, and he's kind of a douchebag, and he kind of hits on one of the young ladies of the tribe. It's like the tribe leader's daughter. Grand right. Granddaughter. Yeah. yeah, and that tribe leader is sick, and he eventually passes away, and she explicitly tells him, do not photograph my dead grandfather, because it's a ritual where his spirit needs to transcend and be one with a crow. And then the process of death is complete. And so he disregards it and takes a bunch of photos of the body and she catches him. And it's a very soapy scene where she runs out and he follows her. And then, um, and then an epic. <laughs> <laughs> now he's, now he's excited. Yeah. Now he's excited. An epic crow chase happens. <laughs> and eventually he gets to an edge of a cliff. 
the crow scares him off. Yeah, basically. Kills him. Scares him yeah. off. Attacks you know, him. Attacks yeah. him. Kills and him. And he dies. And he, di- and he dies. And the moral of the story is don't photograph dead old people. Yeah, so this oh, story... Oh, yeah, that's the that's moral. That's the moral. <laughs> it's like, don't care about other people's rituals and beliefs or whatnot. It's don't no, photograph it's, dead people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dead old people. Dead old people. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Or a dog might howl at you. (laughs) This story is basically asking, can the rituals of a tribe, if forsaken, can they basically seek vengeance? This crow basically... Yeah, this crow basically attacks this guy, pushes him off a cliff, and kills him. Mm -hmm. What do you guys think? Like, I'm sure there's a story of some outsider somewhere in some tribe that died at some point after having sort of disobeyed their rules or whatnot. Yeah, and it could have been, he could have been killed by the men in the tribe. Yeah. You know. And, and, they, and, and then when it? they go to find the body or when they, they go to recover the, the body, the tribe can just Friend. tell them whatever they wanted. He disobeyed yeah. our rules and That's the, the spirit that, took him out. I did know? not consider that. I love that. Yeah. That the tribe I, murdered this guy. That's what happened. <laughs> I mean, okay, so I'm supposed to talk about the ghostly rules, and I love talking about the ghostly rules. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah oh, you are. The ghostly rules. Ghostly rules. Oh, Chris is over the ghostly no, rules. No, God, Can we no, have Mark never. do the ghostly rules now? I'd love to. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is not something that can happen. The idea that, <laughs> that a ghost could go into a crow and then... Because of some photos being taken, kills the man. But here's but, the thing: but the soul I, never got to the crow. Oh, the guy I interfered it, with it. Oh, I read it as the soul did get to the crow, and then as the crow, he fucking killed him. I think the crow was just angry that the ritual wasn't complete. Yeah, mm-hmm. the crow was like, "I want some soul," <laughs> and he didn't get <laughs> no, it because this white no. guy with a camera showed okay, up. Okay, well, if that's true, I believe the story. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the crow definitely got the the grandfather. He got some soul. He got, got some, some James soul. Brown yeah, he got yeah. some soul. Like, he like, got like some it soul. already happened. Yeah, and the crow or at least was... part of a soul. He got half of it. No, because sure, the half, process he happened, didn't get a whole once... soul. He got half a soul. soul. Half a soul. If the process happened, then why is the granddaughter angry? Like she was angry because he messed up. I don't the even process. know if it's necessarily messing with the process. It was just so disrespectful. Yeah, this is fiction because why a crow? Like of all the majestic birds, Whoa. and well, I'm Cro- sure crows to, mean a lot. To yeah, a lot crows of are awesome. Crows oh. are our biggest listenership on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, we, right? we may have to edit this out. I just if thought. I, I just thought crow. this was so ridiculous to me, and then the crows chasing after him, and I was just like, how does this story? get told and I get like, okay, the tribe murdered him well, and then framed the crow. That's what I was going to ask you. I meant to end the what? summary with Tiffany, who told the story. I have no idea. The tribe's people after they that's, murdered that's him. That's what I said. They came yeah. to recover the body because he hadn't reported in. They were what like, they, what no. happened to this guy? And he disobeyed the rules. Yeah, the spirit, and the raven the killed him. Or the, the crow oh killed him. Oh my God, him. Kyle, please. Ravens are our second biggest listenership <laughs> of this podcast. They don't want to be sorry, confused with sorry. crows. Sorry, I'm a, I'm a, a Song of Ice and Fire reader and a Game of Thrones watcher. And it's ravens in the books and crows in the show. And it really messes me up. Sorry about that. <laughs> but the thing is, is like, even if that were to be the case, wouldn't the tribe have killed him, hid the body, buried the body, whatever? Yeah, we don't and know the where he went. Up, he left. Why would they even present a dead body to anybody? Like, I don't know. No, I, Why wouldn't they just eat it? I, all that right. Okay. That's, <laughs> that's a lot more offensive than micro thing. Have you been to Brazil? <laughs> um, Is that where they work? They wax it any, and then they eat it. Hope we don't have any listeners from Brazil. I, that's I our did love third biggest That's our third listener. biggest listener base is people in Brazil. Oh, hold on. We got a crow, a raven, and a Brazilian calling in. <laughs> yeah, let's go ahead and patch Oh, this is going to be offensive. Uh, one last thing I loved on this episode was 
forget who pointed it out, but it's like they're having this really intimate conversation with this waterfall sound effect oh, yeah. in the background, and it sounds like way too loud. Can we play that clip? Yeah, let's. Uh, oh, well, here, I'll hit the button. I'm real sorry about your grandfather. He was a great man. Yes, he was. I loved him very much. <laughs> I really love you. <laughs> that was my favorite part. <laughs> like having this really emotional conversation. Yeah. He gets all mad because <laughs> he's hitting on her. Yeah. And she's sad. He slowly puts his hand through her hair and she's like, maybe not right he's now. Like, he's like, hey, fine. I know your grandfather just died, but let's fuck. He's like, this is how we do it in Penn State. All right. Now that oh. he's out of the way, let's do this. Fact or fiction, Mark, what oh, do you got? Crap. Oh, what did I do? I did a fact or a fiction. <laughs> He's going, back through. He's going back through. He's going back through. It's the meta, meta, meta game. Okay. Meta game. Okay. Uh, uh, let's just do fact. Let's see what happens. <laughs> fact. Chris. Yeah, I think because I kind of am on board with this idea that it could have easily just been who it could have been an accident. Who knows what it was? It's reasonable fact. Thank you, Tiffany. Fiction. I also just don't like this one at all. <laughs> so fiction. <laughs> Kyle. I just think the writers were like, hey, we haven't done any sort of tribal story yet. Let's come up with one. <laughs> that does seem like something they would yeah. do. Fiction. Fiction. Guys, this tribe and these rituals make no sense. <laughs> All right. I'm up last. The tribe murdered him. You're welcome. Fact. Okay. Oh, yes. Let's go ahead. And yeah, I love how Kyle gave me that reasoning and then he was like fiction i like to play devil's advocate if the listeners haven't realized oh we they have they've been writing in okay (laughs) let's flip a coin all those ravens writing in (laughs) oh it's under the table folks here we go fiction we got another one kyle yes now it's actually three to three yeah all right let's go ahead and move on to the fifth and final story of today's episode which is called the card game Lucky Gene Avery had been running a crooked poker game out of the Deadwood Saloon for the past six months. Then one day, the old man and that dog came in looking for some action. And we was open for business. I'll tell you the story. This is a very, very simple story. There's a weekly poker game. None of the locals are going to play poker. Because the guy that runs it is a damn cheater. But there is this one guy that comes in and keeps losing and keeps, like, putting money in. And he gets screwed. He totally gets taken. Until one day when a mysterious old man walks in and totally reverses the tables. He's got a dog. And the way that the guy is cheating is he's, like, looking in a mirror behind all the players. Well, the dog is, like, super smart. So the dog sits in front of the mirror watching him. He can't pull his cards out from under the table and like add to get a better hand. So this guy is like totally taking all of this cheater's money. And then he goes, if I ever catch you cheating again, I'm not going to let you off so easy. He saunters out and oh, wait, then they look on the wall and there's a picture of an old hanging judge from the 1800s And he looks mysteriously very similar to the old guy with the dog in the photo. So this story is basically asking, is it possible that a ghost came back to teach a guy a lesson about cheating? They don't don't even actually see the picture. 
Oh, right. It's it's just Jonathan. They're Sakes. like that guy looked familiar, and then right above him is a picture so of that guy. Who told the story then? Yeah, exactly. Well, they told a story about how a guy came in and kicked the cheater's ass in poker. Yeah, and what's it, not believable about that? <laughs> so this story starts in the 1800s in some saloon, and then the guy leaves the saloon, and it's just modern day. Yeah, that's so weird. He walks out the door and he's like, you know, sometimes I forget there's a whole modern world out here yeah. with, when our poker games are going on. And I'm like, what is there's that never comes back? No. It's never referenced again. But part of me thought they were going to be like on a movie set. Yeah. Like in a movie bar filming a Western and during their good. breaks they play and yeah. then they go out and... That's really... Yeah, yeah I like that. But we, no, they just dress up in old timey clothes and... But, Some, but only sometimes. Only yeah. sometimes. Only, only in every other Tuesday yeah. or whatever. Whenever that guy shows up that gets swindled, they all decide to... I don't I don't get that. I don't understand it. It's which, a weird detail. Which makes yeah. it just weirder. Makes me not want to believe it. Yeah. I also just felt like the director wanted to do like an M. Night Shyamalan thing. Then like the executives like saw the first half of the story and they're like, no, let's just... It's okay. We can't reshoot this. Let's just go <laughs> ahead anyways. Like that's literally what cool. it I wrote down Village, but... I wrote down M. Night Shyamalan yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. I did. I, it felt very much like that. I do... Okay, so Chris, <laughs> you play a lot of poker yeah there was a line in this episode where they say i win 60 percent of the time <laughs> consistently <laughs> exactly but he stopped taking notes on his poker game so he's yeah. just gonna switch we'll it up and mm-hmm. see if it improves <laughs> there was a line in this episode where the narrator goes and then we saw something we never saw before lucky which is the guy who's always cheating lucky lost a hand and i thought to myself if you're a cheater, don't you have to lose a hand here and yeah, there? Yeah, that's a poor that was, cheater. That was the most unbelievable thing to me because if okay. you never lose a hand, yeah. you're going to be found out real quick, mm. right? Well, but it's only it's only like tourists who play, so it's not people who stick around. None of the locals do because I guess oh, he's not only right. a cheater, but he's a bad cheater. So none of the locals are coming in wanting to play with them because they're like, no, you cheat. So maybe that actually supports yeah, maybe, that part of actually, it. You know? Yeah, that's a good point. I would say, I just thought this was one of those ones that felt just weird. Yeah, and I don't know about the ghostly rules for this one because it's uh, the idea that they're sitting around playing this game all day and then he takes all their winnings and, and leaves and the dog stops the guy from cheating. It's just too much for me. Well, we've talked about the ghost meter before in like Patrick Swayze, the movie Ghost. Like it requires it so much effort, effort to physically touch things. The ghosts have to learn how to hold objects. It's really hard. Mm-hmm. Oh, but the hanging man, he, he, he died a long He's time ago. Yeah. He's an expert. Maybe it was a know. themed bar. And random uh, guy who comes to the bar and he noticed that this dude's cheating all the time. And he's like, I got to teach this guy a lesson. So he looks around the bar and he sees a picture and he's like, well, everybody dresses up as cowboy. So I'm going to dress up as that cowboy comes back to the bar and teaches the guy a lesson. Mm. That's honestly the most realistic take yeah. on this is that someone just came in dressed up as this guy. To yeah, teach if it's a, a themed like cowboy bar. Or yeah, something. That's, that's really interesting, actually. What's the kernel of truth here? What how how could this have happened? Guy comes in and dresses up and just is fucking with people. Yeah. I like it. Could Let's be. go ahead on to predictions. Tiffany, you're up first. What do you think? Fact or fiction? I believe Kyle's reasoning. And I also just think it's such a weird story that I don't see the writers coming up with this themselves. I'm going to go fact. I'm next. I have gone back and forth on this many times, but my initial instinct was fact. So I'm sticking with it. Kyle. Yeah, I don't really believe myself about the theme bar thing, but uh, <laughs> but I feel like uh, some old dude could have come in and just hose this cheater out. And yeah, I'm going fact. Chris, what do you got? Well, I feel like I kind of have to base my answers on the ghostly rules. If I'm going to go and spout about them all the time, I might as well follow <laughs> them. So I'm going to say fiction. Mark, what do you got? It seems like this episode, they're trying really hard to be cool. 
Like a poker game. Okay. <laughs> it just seems like a writer is trying to like write a cool poker episode, like a cool Western poker episode. It's fiction. Ooh. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, let's flip a coin. It's probably fact that I fucked up. <laughs> fact. Yeah. The coin yeah, is predicted straight. fact. We've all made our predictions. And in a moment, we're going to find out which stories are fact and which stories are fiction. Stay with us. Our sponsor this week is Gary's Animal Rental, the number one company that provides death-predicting pet rentals. Yeah, I feel like a couple of us uh, have tried this before. I mean, uh, <laughs> Mark, are, <laughs> are you laughing because of my choice when I chose uh, the, <laughs> the, use... bam, the bamboo the, <laughs> the bamboo monkey? <laughs> This is kind of an important, you know, moment, and you chose the monkey. It's just like well, it's hard to make. It's it's a lot to clean up. To me, they're like the closest thing to human beings, and so by having that, I thought I'd have the greatest chance of getting the most accurate results. Which this company is known for, by the way, a very high track record for sure. predicting all sorts of deaths, suicides, genocides, genocide, Holocaust. You name them, he's predicted them. These, you know, I made a big mistake because I rented out a turtle. You know, I'm wait. I'm sitting there waiting, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, it's like my mom comes in. She's like, "Hey, your grandma passed away." I'm like, "What the fuck?" The turtle was making his way to the glass <laughs> to knock, to to knock, knock and give it. you that. Yeah. Hey, by the way, you have someone who has an hour left to live. Yeah. And the service gives you all these tips in their handbook when you get your little pet, and you get to choose between sixty different varieties of animals. Yeah, they, let's list them all right now. Let's list them all. So you got the bamboo monkey. You and got the, turtle. the bamboo monkey. You got uh, you got dogs and cats. Those are easy. Yeah, you got parakeets, parakeets, parrots. lots of different birds. You have macaws and you can do a crow. Oh, you got it. Of course, it. you yep. get a crow. Well, the, yeah, those um, are the oh, ravens. There's, even, there's, there's ravens. You can get a deer. For the less practical, you can get a rhinoceros or an elephant. I don't know why anyone would choose those specifically especially because i think they're more or less endangered and just protected right there's a little bit of like an ethical issue with the company um but i it's I, great when you're when you're here you know next door <laughs> that was bad it's supposed to be an elephant <laughs> i need to do an elephant i can't do an elephant noise you can maybe edit it yeah the, we'll just uh throw an elephant sound in there <laughs> in fact oh yeah yeah i think your elephant is going off right now my it's grandmother a- was found dead in bondage care. <laughs> so remember, if you think you or a loved one might be on the verge of death, call Gary's Animal Rental. And for one free weekend rental, use promo code YOUGOTANHOUR. All right, let's find out which stories are fact and which stories are fiction. Yeah, let's. Let's do it. First up, this one's called The Motorcycle. This was the one about the fancy motorcycle that the horse led the owner to. And it ended up being worth $2 million. Yeah, you got to put that animal in there. $2 million. Did this happen? Chris, myself, Kyle, Mark, we think it's fact. Tiffany, you think it's fiction. Let's find out what the truth is. Although this story has been spread as true... It never happened. It's false. Yes. Oh, no. Yes. It was a rumor. Fiction. Oh. They used a rumor. A Roomba? That was a good one. Good for you. This oh. is what I was talking about. When yeah. you go against the grain and you're right, it feels the best. All right, let's go to story number two. This one's called Blind Man's Dog. This is the one about the dog that was predicting the deaths of all the tenants in the apartment. Now, Tiffany, myself, Mark, Kyle, we think it's fact. Chris, you are on your own. You think it's fiction. I love, unlike you guys, I love being on my own. <laughs> Let's find out what the truth is. Did we base our story of the foreboding dog on an actual event? Yes. Yes. It happened. Yes. Fact. 
this whole <laughs> note taking thing. Uh, gotta rethink my. <laughs> Maybe you should write <laughs> oh, some yeah, things down. Oh yeah, you're zero two right yeah. now, right? Yeah, <laughs> not doing well. Not doing well. Well, let's go ahead on to the next story. Story number three, which is called Deer Hunters. This was the one about the deer hunters who uh, one of them died in a car accident. It turns out that the hunters were being hunted by the deer. Oh. Now, did it? Everyone. Sorta. thinks that this story is fiction. <laughs> and I'm really hoping that's the case. Let's find out what the truth is. Was this story of vengeance in the forest based on a real event? Not this time. Yes. It never happened. Fiction. Good job, team. Everyone nailed it. Wait a minute. <laughs> right, My 60% two. average could still happen. Basically, Chris, what you're going to find out is that no matter what you do, you're at 60. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> All right. Let's go <laughs> on. We're <to> average. <laughs> let's go on to story number four. You've been four. average the whole time. Story number four, which is called Tribal Curse. This is the one about the raven who killed the guy who was being... It, being, it was a crow. Was crow was our number one viewer, listenership. Mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry. Let me go back. Let me take that again. This is the one about the bald eagle that killed the man. Uh, that would be a crow? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Let me take that again. Three, two. This is the one about the deer. Crow. Who was hun- crow. crow. God damn it. Oh, yeah. Emperor penguins. Is that from the dark side? Just play the clip. Did the legend of the crow really take place? Not a chance. Fiction. Yes. Of course not. What did I do that for? I punked you guys so bad. Boy, oh boy, Mark. There goes that 60. There goes the 60. (laughs) Down like the Hindenburg. That's what I'm going to do from now on. I'm going to try to make something so plausible you guys vote the wrong way all the time. Couldn't trick me this time, There is that strategy. All right, let's go on to the fifth and final story, which is called The Card Game. This is the one about the old hanging judge ghost that came back, or maybe it was just someone who dressed up like him, who came back and proved that you can't cheat in poker or otherwise the death will find let me do that again <laughs> no i think we should use that i like it <laughs> i'm gonna go back let me take that again this is the one about the bald eagle that came in to play poker i'm um, dear emperor tiffany. penguins <laughs> tiffany myself kyle we think this story actually happened chris and mark you think it's fiction let's find out what the truth is so congrats guys on getting it right uh-huh oh, we'll God see we'll Sorry, see mark i know did a story about a card game similar to this one actually happen? Yes, it did. Fact. Okay, calculations complete. This is a very interesting spread this week, you guys. Ooh, spread Let's up. start at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Chris, <laughs> what did you get? Start at the bottom. Oh, I got a big fat one. One out of five. A big fat one. 20%. Next up, Mark, what did you get? Oh, I got two. Ooh. All right. Next up, me. I got three out of five. Three out of five ain't bad. I feel like if you get three out of five in a week, you're doing great. Mm-hmm. I think anything below that. <laughs> no, no, I, I really do. I think that 60 Kids in your own ass over there. No, I'm just saying 60. I, I, I've gotten zero multiple weeks, you guys. So I'm just excited to get three. <laughs> if I get two, I honestly feel good. So I got three. <laughs> Next up, Kyle, what'd you get? I got four. You got four. I got 80%. Wait. I got one. Mark got two. Jesse got three. You noticing a you pattern got here? Four. You noticing a pattern here? <laughs> Tiffany, what did you get? I got five. Oh. Five. I got them all out of five. Very nice. Yeah. Only seen once in a blue moon. Rainbow results. One, two, three, four, five. Everybody. So the coin is going to pick the real winner. The coin got three out of five as well. Sixty oh. percent. Closest to random chance that you mm-hmm. can possibly get. 
Well, well, no, no 60 40, and 40 is, is about that's yeah. identical. Okay. Actually. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, there I, you go. I, yeah. I did a little catching up on this episode. Like <laughs> Absolutely. I know I needed this. <laughs> Kyle, fantastic. <laughs> Tiffany, fantastic job, you guys. Yeah. You really did well. That was and, amazing. Um, it's all Tiffany. It's... Chris and Mark, you guys were here. So. Oh, I'm going to note that. That's not Chris, true. Chris, you don't even have a notepad. Yeah. How can you You're note just... it? Well, I need to take notes or I do poorly. But that it's is, already over. We're, we're done. I'm already starting for next week. We're wrapping it up, though. Okay. I mean, it's all shut it down, guys. Power the lights off. Oh, please turn the lights back on. <laughs> I like I like the power of the lights off sound. Ajum. 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 We are taping from a Star Trek vehicle. <laughs> vehicle. Star Trek vehicle. I don't know who's a Star Not a fan. ship. Not a ship even. C- computer, turn off the lights. Hey Google, turn off the lights. <laughs> you got it. Turning off 23 lights. Oh my god. Wow, guys. I've got 23 sitting in the dark. I've got 23 yeah. lights, you guys. Thank you all for joining. Thank you guys for listening. And until next week. This is Beyond Beyond Belief. Beyond Beyond Belief is produced by five friends living in Los Angeles. In the dark. In the dark, yeah. Our theme song was written for this podcast by David Russo, who composed music for the original series. Our introduction is voiced by Mark Winston. If you liked our podcast, subscribe, tell a friend, and rate us on iTunes. Please Spread do the word. that, you guys. It helps it's us so out. so easy, and it's so helpful It helps us. us out. If you like Beyond Belief, you probably know someone else who likes Beyond Belief. Just let them know. And then you can talk to them about it and, yeah. and, and share your scores. Yeah. You love it. Your friends will love it. You Everybody can, loves it. You can compete. If you heard audio clips, they were used for strictly educational commentary and are copyright their original creators. You can send us feedback, questions, or share your own story. That is Beyond Belief. Go to beyondbeyondbelief.com. You can find out all that stuff as well as the show notes and links to us on social media. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.